0: As you know, I was in the U.S. for the last 20 years. I came back about a year ago. I've just been stuck in India since then. There have been lots of experiences over here that are so different from what I experienced in the U.S. I downloaded some of these online apps to meet women, and so I planned a nice, expensive restaurant. The waiter said loudly, so it's declined again. I kind of felt embarrassed asking her. Like, I think I wanted to show that I didn't need her help or something.
1: You, you, you feel disturbed? about what the lady did uh, you feel disturbed about yourself what kind of uh, <laughs> empowerment is this that happily accepts dependence on somebody else's money on a date and also for an entire <laughs> lifetime she thought she was dating a man you're not a man you're a script the possibility of love opens up outside the script
0: And then as soon as we finished having sex, I noticed I just wanted nothing to do with her. And I noticed in the morning, lonely and a little aloof as well.
1: Sex is one of the strongest drives and energies in our lives. So it represents our values all the more. The person you choose to bear your body to is the person that best reflects what you value in life. How long-lasting is the sexual pleasure? What does it leave you with? It leaves you with the need to, need to get a shower and it leaves you with, with a stained bedsheet. Whereas if you spend a day with the right person, hmm, a day and a night, then you are left with something that might last your lifetime. No? True love always involves three, you, me and the sky.
0: I think I'll change my dating profile to say looking for a threesome with you, me, and the sky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're using your, your degree, your pomp, your money almost to buy sex that night. You're using a human being's body, a woman's body, to satiate your lust and now you're using me.
0: Love sounds like fun, this sounds like work.
1: If marriage is another name for long-term commitment, what exactly have you seen there worth committing yourself to? And then so that we may not be ashamed of what we have done, we say marriages are made in heaven.
0: So, thank you for taking uh, up my invitation to meet. I really Welcome. appreciate Welcome. it. I know you don't do a lot of this, and I really had to talk to you, so thank you. Welcome. As you know, I, used, I was in the US for the last 20 years. I came back uh, about a year ago, I was in Rishikesh, that's where I came across your myth demolition tour, and I've been following you since then. And uh, I've just been stuck in India since then. I thought I'd go back. Uh, one month, then two months, then six months, and nine months, now one year, now it's more than one year. So I've just been over here. and There have been lots of experiences over here that are so different from what I experienced in the US. Mm-hmm. Things are so different, people are different. It's even different from the 20 years when, before when I was here. I know you don't do uh, talks on partic- uh, particular topics, but there's some events that have happened that just play on my mind. And I know you like keeping discussions uh, open-ended, but is it okay if I bring up some of these more personal issues?
1: All right, it has already started, so yeah, please. Okay,
0: thank you, sir. Over the last few months, I downloaded some of these online apps, you know, to meet women, and it's been pretty easy to swipe and meet and chat, so I went out on a date with this one woman, and uh, she looked very attractive, so I was uh, interested in meeting her. And so I planned a nice, you know, expensive restaurant. I went there before, and I made sure the waiter gave us, you know, the most private, cozy table. And then uh, I told him that the service has to be uh, a little discreet so I can spend time with her. And uh, we made sure that the food that was there was some of the best, you know, like men typically do. And then uh, I carefully chose the wine, and she was very impressed. And then the dessert was something, you know, very exotic and almost... uh, like you see in the movies, like very romantic, and at the end of it, there was this palpable sense of uh, excitement at the end, and uh, <laughs> and then I'm still embarrassed talking about it. I uh, took out my American International credit card, and I, you know, you put it in that, and then uh, he comes with the machine, and you know, you wait for it to get processed, and, like waiting and waiting, and then uh, those that horrible word declined was written on the screen. Uh, uh, so then I said, can you just try it once more? You know, it's an international card. Sometimes the chips don't work. So uh, he tried it again. And all the time uh, she pretended that this wasn't happening. She was like looking on her phone, swiping, doing something. And uh, then he said, loud, the waiter said loudly, so it's declined again. And like my heart started, I feeling very embarrassed. And then he said, do you have UPI? So I said, uh, I don't have bank accounts in India as yet, so I don't have UPI. Uh, Can you do Apple Pay? And I showed him Apple Pay. And he says, no, no, India is full of Androids. There's no Apple over here. So I said, I don't have an Android Pay. So then I said, okay, what about PayPal? You know, the PayPal app. So he says, Paytm. And uh, I said, no, 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 PayPal. And he says, no, we have Paytm. And I said, I don't have Paytm. So then he just raised his eyebrow and he says, how can you not have Paytm? and uh, I've seen these Paytm ads, but I just don't have an account. And then she got up and went to the bathroom. Uh, She didn't want to be involved. And So then when she went, I kind of pleaded with him, saying, you know, I'm on a date, it's going well. Uh, Can I just go back and uh, get some money? I'm just 10 minutes away, and I'll make sure, I'll give you 10% extra also for the inconvenience. Just uh, don't give me more (laughs) embarrassment. And then he said, I have to ask my manager. So then the manager came, and uh, the manager looked skeptical and then I was pleading with him and then she came back and uh, I guess this is what I guess still plays on my mind that she knew what was happening and she never offered to pay and when I compare this to, you know, I've been on dates in the U.S. and there every woman offers to pay even if I don't take her up on it and some are very insistent even without asking. and here. She saw what was happening and just didn't offer to help me out. And I guess more personally, I kind of felt embarrassed asking her. Like, I think I wanted to show that I didn't need her help or something. And uh, I just kept quiet. And this thing just keeps playing back in my mind that why are people like that, her and me?
1: So you you said you would be asking something personal, but... uh What you are narrating is hardly personal or private in the sense that it touches upon a vast area of uh, human psychology, relationships, economics, everything. You know, even as you were talking of this, I was reminded of uh, economic statistic Called the female labour participation rate and in India it's been declining since mm-hmm. the 80s and the 90s. What that means is that uh, the proportion of the total workforce over the last 20-30 years women are actually opting to drop out of work. So, yes, that's, that's in my mind that this dependence on men is not something that you witnessed only in that particular restaurant on that date. It's a more widespread phenomenon across the country, the entire country. India and uh, yes you could uh, probably rightly contrast it uh, against what happens in other countries especially western countries it involves both genetics and culture and if you could understand this you would probably be able to understand uh, a lot about how we are, both men and women. You see, traditionally women have been trained to be at home and it has seeped very deeply into their psyche. Uh, So much so that uh, when we publish videos on women empowerment and I say that very loudly that women ought to work and without financial independence there is no real independence. Then it receives, surprisingly initially, a lot of resistance from the women themselves. They say that uh, it is the man's job to earn the money and it's our job to run the household. So we are already working. And if we'll go out to earn, who will run the household? To some extent what they are saying is alright and I can see where they are coming from. At the same time, there is this strange idea that the workplace, the workplace outside the boundaries of the home is a preserve of the menfolk and that the natural, natural within quotes, that the natural place of women is within the boundaries of the house. That idea is to a great extent social. It is social and the proof is that that idea does not remain constant or same across societies. So you have this idea in the Indian society. Even in the Indian society, in some parts it's more deep-rooted, in the other parts it's making way for uh, better ideas. And in the Western world, this idea is not that deep-rooted, though even there, there is uh, an imbalance, an inequity in the labour participation rates. So that's the social part of it. And then there is the biological part, Prakriti, Hmm? physical nature has prepared the female body to be at the nest that's there in the body and it becomes very difficult to fight what's there in your cells, your DNA, your hormones, it becomes very difficult. When these two combine, the biological urge to stay at home and uh, take care of the kids. Think of uh, breeding and raising offsprings as your first priority and the social training, Uh, then it's quite a potent, viciously potent combination and uh, one of the results of that combination is what you experienced on that date. But I wonder why it has been playing so much on your mind. Uh, you, you, You feel disturbed about what the lady did. Uh, you feel disturbed about yourself or uh, what is it
0: it's it's both actually the first is the most obvious one that she knew what was going on. She heard the conversation and still she was on the phone and went to the bathroom. It's almost like you know uh, I'm just putting words, but it sounded like her approach was it's your problem, not mine mm-hmm. uh, and I guess for me, as I reflect on this it's why was I so quiet? Why couldn't I just ask her and say, you know, yeah. can you uh, help me out? I'll uh, pay you back. My card got declined. But I was trying to put on this image of, you know, I'm in charge, I'm in control. It's almost like we were both playing to stereotypes in a way.
1: Yes, exactly. See the the conditioning, the forces of conditionings, they cut both ways. Hmm? So just as women are trained to be homemakers, similarly Men are trained to be the breadwinners and uh, the ones who would bring in the cash. So, from your point of view, it might be quite surprising that she didn't offer to pay. But probably from where she was looking at it, it was quite uh, natural that you, being the man, take care of the payment but it's interesting because you too, as a man were probably equally strongly conditioned no? had you been there with a male friend you probably mm, wouldn't have hesitated no. to ask the other to pay up mm? maybe you could have said that later on uh, I'll settle it with you right now it's an obvious thing mm-hmm. my card has been declined and the upi doesn't work so you pay up you must reflect on why you were so hesitant in straight away um, asking her to pay up so there is the force of conditioning and then there are also the motives that the typical man you know indian or american almost secretly cultivates while taking uh, somebody out. Uh, you don't want to look vulnerable. You don't want to come across as someone who needs help. And and something within you tells you, um, if I take help from a woman, I would probably be less of a man. And if I'm less of a man, how am I going to proceed with her hmm? as per my uh, my intentions so just as you desist from asking her to pay similarly uh, shri she desists from offering to pay up and it's a it's a bad game you know hmm? it's a bad game because the two parties are playing pre-scripted roles. You are not you. You are the one manufactured by your body and trained by your society. Hmm? And so is she. A physical product of her bodily design and a mental product of social training and if two such persons are meeting each other is there really an individual meeting another individual i suppose when you when you meet the other gender like this you want it to be interesting hmm? and the word love too starts coming into the picture right now can there be love When there is no individual agency in the first place, Hmm? she is playing a role, you two are playing a role. Mm -hmm. And if the two of you are just playing roles, how is love possible? In the sense that can a conditioned being really have the free will to love, Mm -hmm. take it to an extreme. Hmm? A purely conditioned being is called a machine can a machine love so uh, to this extent that uh, your friend did not offer to pay up it is uh, merely you know something that you can uh, just uh, regret mm-hmm. you could say it would have been better had she um, had she acted in a wiser and uh, less conditioned way mm-hmm. but from being just uh, not beautiful it becomes totally scary when you think that this is how most men and most women relate to each other mm-hmm. in very very preordained ways so the script unfolds. In a restaurant, the script unfolds. Uh, in a temple, the script unfolds. Mm-hmm. In the wedding, the script unfolds. When you are meeting, and it's a script unfolding uh, your entire life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? If this one particular incident that would have lasted no more than 10 minutes, yeah. 10 minutes?
0: It felt like ages.
1: It felt like ages. So if those 10 minutes felt like ages, how would an entire lifetime of such a relationship feel? And that's the horrible part of it, you see. Most men, most households are living this way. And then comes a point, when they stop feeling even uncomfortable about it. You felt uncomfortable, you you are raising it with me. Then comes a point you say, but this is how things are. You say this is the natural order of things. Very few of us are left to realize that it is not the natural order of things. It is the distorted order of things. We have distorted ourselves to an extent that the pure, natural self is just totally obfuscated. What kind of uh, (laughs) empowerment is this that happily accepts Dependence on somebody else's money on a date and also for an entire (laughs) lifetime. She thought she was dating a man. You're not a man, you're a script. The possibility of love opens up outside the script.
0: And then, as soon as we finished having sex, I noticed I just wanted nothing to do with her. And I noticed in the morning, lonely and a little aloof as well.
1: Sex is one of the strongest drives and energies in our lives. So it represents our values all the more. The person you choose to bear your body to is the person that best reflects what you value in life. How long lasting is the sexual pleasure? What does it leave you with? It leaves you with the need to need to get a shower and it leaves you with, with a stained bedsheet. Whereas if you spend a day with the right person, A day and a night, then you are left with something that might last your lifetime. No? True love always involves three. You, me and the sky.
0: I think I'll change my dating profile to say looking for a threesome with you, me and the sky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're using your your degree, your pomp, your money almost to buy sex that night. You're using a human being's body, a woman's body to satiate your lust. And now you're using me.
0: Love sounds like fun, this sounds like work.
1: If marriage is another name for long-term commitment, what exactly have you seen there worth committing yourself to? And then so that we may not be ashamed of what we have done, we say marriages are made in heaven.